Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. This week, we have Kelsey Gilbert Kreiling and Mallory Uslick, and they are two vibrant young entrepreneurs. They are friends that turn co-founders. Kelsey and Mallory created their own website and event designing firm, Presence Agency, when they were both under 30 years old. Very impressive. With Kelsey's background in web design and Mallory's background in fashion and business development, the two of them made a perfect pair for marketing to other entrepreneurial businesses. Their story of friendship, learning, and creativity is definitely worth all of us as women hearing about them today. Welcome. Hi. Thanks so much for having us. We are thrilled. You know, Kelsey and Mallory, your story was very intriguing to us, and that's why we asked you to join us today. You know, while we're thinking about starting businesses, we often underestimate two young women under the age of 30 who can have such a successful business, and Presence Agency sounds amazing. Can you tell us about how you guys came up with the idea to start your own business? Yeah, absolutely. Well, to be completely honest, both Kelsey and myself had businesses before we joined forces together. Um, And in large part, both her and I had decided, you know, kind of separately and on our own that while we really liked the entrepreneurial aspect of work life, we really didn't want to shoulder 100% of that business burden. And Kelsey had come from, like, as you said, a, a web design background, but I had come from having a couple of retail stores in the Chicago area and um, knew that I just wanted to kind of bolt things down and tighten it up and do something with a lower overhead that would make my life a little bit more enjoyable on the personal side. And with that, I knew that I just wanted to have a partner the entire time. So what had actually happened was I had floated the idea to Kelsey over a lunch, actually, and um, was just saying how I was planning on opening something that was probably directed towards marketing, and I didn't know exactly what that looked like yet. I knew I had some of the skill sets, but not all of it, and was like, I know I'm going to want a partner, and I kind of just left it open-ended. Um, and Kelsey took the bait, so to speak. <laughs> she hooked me. So I hooked her, um, and we kind of just built it from there based on our expertise. Yeah. I was I was working full-time for a restaurant group at the time, actually, so doing a lot in the digital space with like a culinary angle and I was really enjoying it but I felt like I had kind of gone as far as I could go with that company and really was feeling like I was ready to do something on my own again after I had run an online fashion publication for a few years and I was just I I was ready to go back to entrepreneurship but like Mal said I, I just really didn't feel like I wanted to do it alone so when that lunch came along and she was like I'm kind of interested in doing this what do you think about it it's one of those moments that you go back to in your mind and think there was probably a million reasons why I shouldn't have jumped on this but it just felt really really right in the moment when we decided to to go for it well I think that entrepreneurs out there are probably smiling because they can relate to you but Kelsey and Mallory, when you decided you were going to start Presence Agency, can you just kind of share with us like the logistics of starting a business? There's so much that goes into that. What were some of the benefits and then what were some of the, you know, not so great things, maybe some of the drawbacks 
of starting your own entrepreneurial business where you're saying, how's this going to work? Now it's not just about me. I have a partner and I know what my goals are. How do you align some of those goals? What are some of the techniques you would share with maybe other women that are thinking about this type of a journey? Well, the first thing I recommend that you do is go get a case of wine. No, <laughs> I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that advice. Yeah. A bottle is good, but a case is better. Um, <laughs> the spirit of that is you have to start with some real honest conversation about what your objectives are. Uh, Mallory and I have spoken about this in some other circumstances, but, you know, we had we had a set of goals. Some of them were financial. Some of them were ideological, like in terms of the types of work that we wanted to do. And some were focused around the life that we wanted to have. I think many women get excited about the idea of starting a business, but it's taxing and it's difficult. Like it's, it is a challenging process. And, you know, for us, it was really important to sit down and talk about the things that we both really liked to do and felt confident in, talk about the things that we didn't feel as confident about and didn't like to do, and then also have some really frank conversations about, like, what we wanted for the experience of doing our business to be because we both love to travel. We both have partners that we enjoy spending time with, and those things were, you know, really necessary to discuss. But I think really starting that conversation, knowing we both had gone, because we'd had other businesses before, we knew that whatever we were deciding in the beginning, like the specifics were probably going to shift, but by aligning with, you know, making sure we were aligned with some of those really important core values of our business, that let us create a structure for those smaller decisions to fall into. Yeah, I kind of have um, an anti-five-year plan mentality, and that's because from experience, I've found that for myself in particular, setting out goals that are five years from now um, actually hinder my productivity and, and, and the way businesses in my control or around me kind of flourish. So in that, I kind of mean it's equal parts, yeah, you plan, but you have more of a structure around what you want your life to look like or be like and what you what kind of work you want to choose. And in that factor, we are constantly having that same conversation more than once a year. Are we still happy doing what we're doing? Is this still okay? Because we don't want to feel like we are chained to doing this one thing that we are doing just because it's working all the time. It's a slippery slope if something becomes burdensome over a period of time, as websites can become. And especially when we're doing such a high volume, when we're talking about doing a website, you know, in a week, it can become really mentally and creatively exhausting. So it's important to us to to check in frequently with that, but then also kind of leave things as open-ended as, as they can. Things crop up, life comes up, and you can't always expect everything to be 100% planned out. We definitely have goals in mind, and we've been inching our way towards it, but we've built our business on a model that's very slow to grow on purpose because we wanted to be intentional about it because we wanted to do it for a while. You know, and it sounds like both of you, because you had prior experience, and I often jokingly say, you know, people can have degrees, but with your degrees, it's sort of like this school of hard knocks that you brought with you. You knew what worked and what didn't work, and it sounds like you did a great job in blending that. So you're not novices at this, but now you're doing it with someone else versus yourself. You know, when you think about this, and so many businesses are based on different but yours seems to be based on that you really need a lot of creativity and a lot of thinking out of the box. Um, you know, we kind of approach it in a fairly organic way. Our approach comes from more of a place of just 
listening and questions. So a lot of times when we're approached or we're approaching someone new, we just tell that client or potential client that we just want to understand more about what their objectives are and what their expectations are. So from the objective side, we're just trying to see like, what what is it that you stand or wish to gain from this relationship? And the expectation is just like, what what is the expectation that we are doing? Uh, what is What is the expectation around like what the end result of this is going to actually end up looking like. And from there, we kind of craft ideas around what their actual goals are in mind. So instead of pushing our clients in one direction or another, we kind of hold their hands and guide them in a certain direction based on things that we have proven through our own methods or things that we have seen that have worked because we like to kind of use this idea where a lot of our concepts for events or strategies for events can be very out of box, but we always say they're rooted in in data and proof and things that have worked in the past. It's kind of like keeping one, one toe out of the line and the rest of your foot in. You don't want to push your clients to be too risk adverse or, or vice versa. So we kind of handhold them. And in terms of setting out who's doing what, we make that very, very clear from a contractual standpoint. And all during our conversations before we sign on the dotted line, there's a statement of work that's produced that says, here's everything that we're doing and here's everything that's understood that you're doing as well. I think a lot of people will just rely on the parts that their company are focusing on. But it's really important to also just say, hey, and here are the things that are kind of assigned to you. These are the things that you have to get done. And a lot of that's because it allows us to do our job better and more effectively. The area we've driven our business towards is really mission-focused projects. So most of our, I would say at this point, all of our, our event consulting clients are nonprofits. That's because we really enjoy helping people put on a spectacular event that helps them execute their mission as as an organization that helps them fundraise a lot of money. We love that. And I think part of our DNA as a company is that we really thrive on creativity and we get excited about creating unique solutions. But more than that, we're focused on creating really effective solutions for our clients, whether it's a fundraiser that raises 51% more than they made the year before or a website that helps people convert so many more visitors. That is kind of the box that that creativity lives in we're also like super organized yeah (laughs) and that is something that I think helps (laughs) us be most creative but also is the thing that we use to help collaborate with our partners and clients the most is like we bring them into our world we introduce them to our spreadsheets yeah and then it really helps us all be best partners to each other well I have to tell you just as a business owner hiring vendors that are super organized is the biggest gift of all but so many of us that own companies They're always talking to us, and we hear so much and read so much about brand and making a memorable brand for yourself. You know, maybe my last question to you is maybe if each of you could just share just one piece of advice that all these business owners out here that are either starting businesses and in many cases have very successful businesses because they've grown them for so long, and they're, you know, they're really a valuable entity, but they still struggle with that brand, what, what is one piece of advice that you would say that they should, as a business owner, think about if they're really saying, I want to pass this on to the next generation, or I'm even getting it ready for sale? You know, so many organizations, these are million-dollar businesses sometimes, and then you, you also have businesses that are starting up, and nonprofits. I think even a nonprofit, what is it that you, each of you could leave with us today, maybe a, a memorable token that we would know if we were thinking of how we should cherish our brand? I would say, you know, oftentimes, especially for 
you know, and this goes not only for new brands, but existing ones, it's kind of a tumbleweed effect where you end up so far from where you started. And sometimes that's a good thing. And sometimes that's not the best thing. And so having a really clear and defined ethos and company mission yourself and what your focus is and knowing and understanding that that very well could evolve and change, but you need to have that core differentiating factor that stays with you, that lives and breathes with you and develops with your business as well. You need that one thing that's not just what makes you different, but really what makes you the success story. For example, for us, it's just the fact that we're like, we are driven to helping our mission-driven clients, which can be small businesses or nonprofits, really execute to the best of their abilities and really be successful on their own right and be able to own that and move forward with that and grow from there. So I would say that that would be mine. For me, it's understanding that the way you talk about your brand and your company is going to be individual to you. So for Mallory and I, we don't do paid advertising. We kind of need our clients to come to us via word of mouth because what we do is pretty specific and special. But we do things like we host a weekly coffee talk at the Ace Hotel in Chicago where we bring in other entrepreneurs. That's a small way where we can talk about our business with people who would potentially be our clients but also give back to the community. Finding ways to really share your brand with the world that feels authentic to your mission, I think is always going to be the best way to get it out there. Not just doing, you know, Facebook ads for the sake of Facebook ads or, you know, a billboard for the sake of a billboard, really finding a way to talk about your company that best represents who you are. Chelsea Mallory, I can't thank you enough um, for sharing and being so transparent with our listeners today on some of the avenues they can take and also inspirational to other young entrepreneurs out there who are maybe in their own business but have a friend that if they partner, sometimes by partnering, you can be so much more powerful. So thank you both again for joining us today. Oh, absolutely. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you so much for having us. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes or podcast apps and follow us on SoundCloud, Podbean, womensradio.com for new episodes every other week. See you in two weeks.